Reading from the first epistle of St. Peter. Beloved, be prudent and watchful in prayers, but above all things, have a constant mutual charity among yourselves, for charity covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without murmuring. According to the gift that each has received, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let it be as with words of God. If anyone ministers, let it be as from the strength that God furnishes, that in all things God may be honored through Jesus Christ our Lord. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. At that time, Jesus said to his disciples, But when the Advocate has come, whom I will send you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness concerning me. And you also will bear witness, because from the beginning you are with me. These things I have spoken to you, that you may not be scandalized. They will expel you from synagogues. Yes, the hour is coming for everyone who kills you to think he is offering worship to God. And these things they will do because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have spoken to you, that when the time for them has come, you will remember that I told you. Praise to thee, O Christ. So we celebrate this Sunday after the Ascension. The tabernacle candle in the church burns this week in loving memory of John and Concetta Greco. The, ador- the chapel in the Adoration, the candle in the Adoration Chapel, burns this week in loving memory of Mary Zika. There are two bulletins at the entrances of the church this week. As you may recall, last weekend's bulletin arrived on Monday, which did us no good on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, so you know, feel free to, to pick up if you want the physical copy of the bulletin from last weekend. Uh, we have those available with a little note of which one is which, and you can look at the dates on the front. So both of those copies are available to you at the doors. And so uh, both contain wonderful sermons on the Feast of the Ascension by St. Leo the Great. So some wonderful meditation and fruits that can be found in them. The parish office also will be closed tomorrow in observance of Memorial Day. And I would ask your continued prayers for two of our seminarians, Deacon Albert Blunt and Deacon Joseph Ressawar. They were ordained transitional deacons for our diocese yesterday, and they'll be ordained priests this time next year. Uh, please, God. And so I ask your continued prayers and grace for them, especially as they begin their ministry and their ordained life in our diocese. And finally, this Holy Mass is being offered for Kim Gidry. Having gone to seminary at St. Joseph Abbey, a Benedictine monastery over in Covington, and having a great love for the Benedictines myself, having, having discerned at least, discerned for a time becoming a monk of a monastery and now possibly making oblation one as, a, as an oblate to the Benedictine, the, the rule of Benedict is something that, that very often comes to my mind as I'm reflecting on the, the sacred scriptures and the things that are given to us by the Lord. And it's kind of in that light that as I was reflecting on the readings for today, one singular word rang out loud and clear like a bell, murmuring, murmuring. Any of you who have been to the Abbey and had the tour to explain something of the church will understand that uh, there is a a specific emphasis upon murmuring in the rule of St. Benedict. 
In fact, he mentions it right away almost, in the, only in the fourth chapter of his rule, and he mentions murmuring at least eight more times uh, throughout, the, throughout the course of his rule. So murmuring is an important thing to be mindful of in a monastery. In fact, the monks at the abbey, recognizing this emphasis that St. Benedict put upon, uh, upon murmuring and avoiding murmuring, specifically in the life of the monk, is at the abbey they have uh, in the apse of the church, they have uh, the heavens and the glory of the heavens, but underneath there are eight separate panels uh, with demons that are present in them. Uh, so the top is, uh, you know, beautiful colors and all of these, and below it is kind of a, uh, in, in darkness, these, I think, copper-colored copper figures uh, lurking in the darkness, and each of them manifesting one of the seven deadly sins. But there were eight panels, and so on the eighth panel, they included one monk murmuring. St. Benedict certainly would have agreed with this understanding, that murmuring, specifically for a monk, would have been certainly one of the deadly sins, one of the grave sins that is, is absolutely corruptive and destructive in the monastic life. This is what we see from St. Peter today, who beginning, he tells us to be charitable to one another. Then he says, be hospitable to one another without murmuring. Be hospitable without murmuring. The reality is that this is a common thing in the Christian life. St. Paul had to write about it. St. James wrote about it in his letters as well. St. Peter wrote about it. So it wasn't just one community where you had just a little group of a couple of people where, where St. Peter had to respond. It was, it was here and here and here and here and here. It was everywhere. Because everywhere are human hearts. And the reality is that murmuring is an easy temptation for us in the Christian life to be able to do things, but sometimes with a grumbling spirit and a grumbling voice. We can always, you can imagine the, you know, all the cartoons or the, or the movies or, or the, the you know, TV shows where, where somebody agrees to do something and they walk off, right? Whether it's with actual words or whether it's with the things that are happening within our mind, grumbling, murmuring, complaining, whatever word we would like to apply to it, is easy for us to do. Because the reality is that our hearts are wounded. Our hearts are wounded first and foremost by the, the sin of pride. Also, caught up in this murmuring, there can be an aspect of self-centeredness, impatience, or ingratitude. This is the fact of things, is that we experience this within us to a greater or lesser degree, and sometimes for different reasons. Sometimes we encounter individuals, or we may be an individual, who is a, a constant murmurer, someone who, who views everything in life from the negative perspective. The glass is always half empty. You could walk outside and it could be a beautiful, sunny, cool day, and they'll complain because it's a little too bright. Their eyes hurt a little bit from the sun, huh? Or anything, anything that may happen. You could, you could win a million dollars and complain about the taxes, right? These kinds of things where no matter what happens, no matter what blessing may come, there's something to complain about about it. There's some reason to be upset, to be frustrated. And so it can be a, a, a person whose continuous murmuring comes forth from their mind, from their lips. Another is those who murmur with a sort of uh, kind of infrequent uh, status. And these are usually the ones who are kind of the, the, uh, the pressure cookers, if you will. Right? And so, you, you know, your pressure builds and you're good and you're good and you're good and you're, and you're able to, to keep silent and hold, hold firm. And then at some point, 
I just got to let the steam blow off. Here we go. And whoever happens to be the listening ear gets a whole big old earful of what just happened as well as 37 other things that you've been wanting to murmur about probably beforehand. They all just kind of come out as a nice wave. And you're like, ah, okay, I feel better. Murmuring's done. Check. Then we can move on with peace until the next time we feel like we have to blow off steam, right? And there are others who would simply murmur or complain in these things because we need to fix a problem. Clearly, there's a problem that needs to be fixed, so let's talk about it so we can come to a solution. Even if we may never actually implement the solution, it may never actually come to any good, but at least we fixed all the problems in the world, huh? These temptations that we can experience. And again, these are things that likely should ring a bell, either because they are things that happen within us or around us, or likely, I would suggest, both. And this is the fact, is that murmuring is, an, a fi- is, is water that quenches the fire of charity because it is pride, because it is self-centered, because it is impatient, and because it is a lack of gratitude. And so these are the remedies that the Lord God would have us to offer in their place. Humility, gratitude, silence, both of lips as well as of the mind. And this call to be able to express charity in all things, to be able to seek the good, to be able to think upon all things well, and to pursue them in positive light, to pursue them with, with a, a love, with a, a generosity of spirit, a long-suffering, if you will, to be able to exercise another virtue, if you would like. But it's to embrace these things, not to allow our lips to be able to fire off, but rather to allow that charity to well up within us. Because again, the murmuring is such a damaging thing because it, it leads us to a place of negativity. It leads us to fail to recognize the gift of God. Oftentimes, it's a direct rejection of the cross itself that is the thing by which Christ is trying to sanctify and save us. When the cross comes to us, how easy it is to complain about it, to let off steam about it, or to try to fix the thing about it, rather than to pray to the Lord in gratitude for the gift of the cross, to be able to bear it well, and to be able to embrace Him in that cross, and to find grace and holiness and salvation. This is why St. Benedict was so insistent upon murmuring, having no place in the mind or the mouth of his monks. It had no place in the monastery because it was a rejection of that charity which is called to be the trademark of the monk, to be the living embodiment of the love of Jesus Christ. The same can be said for us. If we allow ourselves to murmur, whether in speech or in thought, how easy it is to fall away from our Lord, to fall away from His goodness, to lose our peace, to allow the devil to win the day. So let us pray the grace of the Lord to increase within us First and foremost is charity, as well as his humility, gratitude for the blessings and the crosses given to us by our Lord, and to exercise this week that holy silence that allows the voice of the Lord to echo in praise.